Mindset Squared Podcast with Mike and Mike. Giving you a knowledge cocktail every time. Mindset Squared Podcast with Mike and Mike. Bringing you the hottest topics around every time. We're live. Mike Cernovich here with Mike Bolin. And you can find me on uh, at MikeBolin.com. That's Mike, B-O-L-E-N.com. All right. We're li- and by the way, we're testing a new gear, a new setup. We're doing an event tomorrow, live cigar night in Napa. And this is Mike's new studio. We do a podcast. I got a bunch of podcasts. Um, this is, so I have, I think, four, four, four podcasts now. Jeez, no wonder I'm brain dead. I have a book review podcast with an MMA fighter, UFC fighter, Ben Askren, and we kind of call that book fights, and that's at rockfin.com. And then I have a podcast with Jay, who's like built like a Greek god and very smart and had a lot of success in sales. And then I have my own sort of solo gig where it's Joel Osteen meets Gorilla Mindset. And then I have another one with Mike, and we do a weekly episode of Mindset Squared, and that's what we're doing now. And... Mindset squared is no no politics really. No politics. Talk a little bit about culture and uh, the good life and what you know what it takes to be an entrepreneur. So we we certainly cover the entrepreneur side of the world, but we also talk about the finer things in life too. We you know review some uh, good whiskeys. We'll uh, talk about uh, cigars and you know fancy cars and things like that. That are some of the rewards of you know being a. Uh, you know, in business for yourself for many, many, many years and paying the dues. Okay, but but this one, though, isn't about why it's great to be an entrepreneur. This is about why it sucks to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, and so we're going to talk, talk to about them. that. Let's do it. Okay, so, you know, one of the things I think that I, I get asked a lot, uh, you know, from especially people that are not in the business world in a entrepreneurial sense is, you know, they want to know what it's like in that lifestyle and in that world. And I'll tell you, when you're starting out, it is tough. I mean, you are not going to make money the first year, two, three years. Uh, Oftentimes you experience failure and uh, most likely you're going to experience failure. And there's a lot of loneliness that goes into it as well. And uh, I think that's one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with and is really underreported too, is the fact that there's a level of solitude and loneliness that you have to be able to be okay with. And that's whether it be, you know, windshield time, driving around in your car and checking on, you know, your sites or your projects or whatever type of entrepreneur you are to, you know, doing solo traveling and flying coast to coast and, you know, flying from one event to the next event or one seminar to another seminar. There is a lot of, um, you know, loneliness and solitude that goes into it. So that's a big piece of it, I think. And, you know, Mike can probably talk about that. He's been on the on the entrepreneurial journey as I have been for many, many years. And a lot of people, and this is what's I, I this is a piece, Mike, that's really interesting, is that a lot of people see, you know, I'm I'm 47 years old. Okay. So I've been doing this a long time and paid some serious dues, got punched in the face Let's many, talk about many that. times. So yeah, that, that's a good point, which is, by the way, we're on Instagram Live too. So if you're watching me on Facebook, 
or YouTube or Periscope. People get triggered when I'm on the phone when I'm going live. And I always say, well, maybe I'm doing something else. You know, so we're on Instagram Live also. Right. And if you're on Instagram just joining, we're talking about, everybody likes to talk about selling on the life. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. And we're here to talk about the downsides of it and how much it, it just sucks a lot of times and uh, losing sleep over a business, right? It does. And, and that is, that, that's really, really hard because there's a whole piece of this. They, they, people see a fancy car or they see like a real fancy facility like this or, you know, the, the nice dinners or the big elaborate trips or, the, you know, the, you, you and I did an episode a while back that I think we're going we're gonna to recreate that episode which, where we tried three or $4,000 worth of whiskey in two bottles, okay? So that's, those are the rewards of many decades of really, really hard work. But there's a whole piece of this that's behind the scenes that you don't see. And, you know, there's times when, you know, like now uh, a big chunk of what I do in my business, I do with a a childhood friend of mine and, you know, we'll get in arguments and that's not fun, you know, and we'll be mad at each other. And then, you know, there's nights where you have to sit around and, and do accounting. There's nights that you have to sit around and work on marketing. And this isn't just, hey, you know, you show up nine to five. I mean, we're talking, it is a slug of years and years of work. And it's why when we have events like this, like we have our event coming up tomorrow, you know, half of the folks coming to the event tomorrow are real estate people that want to do, you know, what what I do or, or, you know, what my partner and I do. And, you know, it's, we own Airbnbs, we own rental properties, we've got a fix and flip company, we have a re, uh, real estate wholesaling company. It takes years to assemble that kind of stuff and, and to get to a place where that's profitable and you can enjoy some of the rewards of that. I mean, people look at me now and they're like, oh, this guy, he doesn't work very hard or he's not you know, really engaged in the business or whatever. Well, I am, but it's taken years to develop staff and procedures and all these things, but it's a pain. It is really, really difficult. And you know, before we even started this, Mike and I were talking about the, like the amount of travel that sometimes you have to do, right? right? And having to go out and and do that, even when you don't necessarily, you're not sure if there's really a benefit to going, you know, and doing this event or showing up at a seminar or something. But you got to do it because there might be a big benefit for you. But you just have to force yourself to do those things. Yeah, there there's so much hate for a job and. I've always been pro job. Mm-hmm. Get a job. You, every two weeks, you get paid. You could be when you're an entrepreneur. You might not get paid for months, years, years. Yeah. Or you might have a, a business completely collapse on you, where you've rented your own money, invested your own money. Yep. And that's all gone. Whereas if you can get a good job and you have paycheck coming and steady, you save your money, invest it. So most people, I think, who want to be an entrepreneur, they. They have a kind of like a lottery ticket mindset. Yes. Oh, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do this, this. And you realize, no, well, I don't know. What's it take three years usually for a business to be profitable? Three to five years. Yeah. yeah. So can you go three to five years, not only not making money, but putting up your own money, no salary for three years? How are you going to live with that? So most people think, oh, I'm just going to start a business. Well, talk to the folks out there yeah. that, that own like a small restaurant or something. Yeah. You open up a pizza place. That's a terrible you know. business. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Regardless of, of the type of business it is, but let's say you just you you own a small business and you go out and do that, the level of difficulty in that and the amount of hours that it takes to get through that. I mean, over the years, I you know years ago I owned uh, IHOP restaurants in St. Louis, Missouri, and 
I'll tell you, it's it is a tough, tough go. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I grew up in you know a family of entrepreneurs, so you know it was just what you did, and uh, and it's what I did. I'm not even saying that that's the best scenario. Right. Maybe I would have done much better, you know, getting a law degree and going and working my you know 70 hours a week at a law firm and trying to make partner. I I don't know. But even then, you have to be entrepreneurial, and there and the entrepreneur, and we can talk about that too, maybe, but. Even if you become, and this is why it's a weird conversation to be had, is when people think entrepreneur, they think, I want to own my own business, and you realize you're going to work more hours than you ever would have worked to any kind of job. Easily. You'd have way more stress. You're, if you just goof off for three days, because, I mean, how many people sham at work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that people go into work and are just grinding away and everything is, is bullshit. And if you're shamming as an entrepreneur, that's nothing's happening. Right. And then if you have employees that you work with and they think you're shamming, then they think it's okay to sham too because that culture becomes ingrained in everyone. Right. And nobody, nobody talks about it. Just get a good job, invest your money. So most people who want to become entrepreneurs, they, they have a lottery ticket mindset. Oh, I have this great idea. I'm going to start this business and not realizing, well, every, there, there are certain things that are part of every business. Scott work tedious, working in an Excel sheet, accounting, because even if you have an accountant, you have to know how to track expenses. Right. Bookkeeping, just really, really boring things. Or how about when the tax man comes back and, you know, uh, refigures your, 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 (laughs) refigures your tax return from two years ago and says, hey, by the way, you owe us $60,000 that you didn't think, you know, you owed, right? Yeah, they did that to me. Luckily, they were wrong, but mm-hmm. right, yeah, we got a nice letter, and you guys have a job, you get a paycheck, you get a you get a W two. I haven't had a W two, and oh my, I've been on a ten ninety nine probably for twenty years. Yeah, I don't think I've had a real job in twenty years, maybe. Because even the closest thing I had to a real job was I was still on a 1099. Well, and one of the interesting things, so, you know, when we do an event like this, I I did an event in this facility, I don't know, a month and a half ago, and that was mainly an entrepreneur event. And there were quite a few people that showed up that wanted to break into the business that I do, whether that be, you know, the wholesaling side, the Airbnb side, or whatever it is. And most of those folks, now not all, but most of them that showed up at that event didn't even buy a ticket to this second event because they've already washed out of the business. You know, right. they, I, I, I talked to them. I said, hey, if you're going to come to the event, let's sit down, let's chat. Maybe we can talk on the phone, you know, uh, and I'll spend a little time with you. And here's what you need to do just to get started. And it's, you know, for most folks, it's just a complete non-compute. I mean, I, and I love that. I love you said that too. And that's also why the so-called entrepreneurial space on YouTube, they're always trying to rush you into a sale. Yes. Because they know most people are going to blow out. And get them to get that credit card out and give you those thousands of dollars. Right. And they know they're going to flake out. Yeah, pay your five grand or your yeah. ten grand. That's to why join. they're like rush, rush, rush. Because one thing you learn in sales is that anyone trying to rush you into a sale is making you a bad deal, because you're not selling cures for cancer, right? You need to buy this thing right now, or your life is going to be over. No, you don't need to buy this right thing right now. You probably should. It probably improve your life. And the entrepreneur thing is they know that they have some wannabe. Basically, most people who want to be entrepreneurs, quite frankly, it's a greater percentage of people who are just losers looking for an easy way out. Nobody ever wants to talk about that because then you can't sell people on the dream. But most people who just work hard and then they want to start a business, they do it gradually. 
but the whole I want to be an entrepreneur thing is no, you're a loser, you're and lazy, you that, want a lot of. And that's a great point too. Is that you know Mike talks about being in 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 the job, and that's a great idea. So get into the job and then work your side hustle, which is you know in the parlance of our times is you know what everybody's calling it now is work your side hustle. Maybe you're flipping Apple computers, you're buying them on you know Craigslist, you're you're cleaning them up, you're making them a little bit faster, and you resell that you know Apple Mac for you know a hundred. 200 bucks and maybe that leads into you owning your own store at some point but but having a base of income and then you know working your way into a uh, an entrepreneurial type job where you own your own business is really a great way to go well because the same skills you're going to have to have running a business are you have to be super responsible mm -hmm. that's what people don't get is if you if you can't show up and work a real job and work real hours Oh, I don't like my boss. Guess what? You have a thousand bosses being an entrepreneur. You have a thousand customers. That's right. This whole, I'm going to quit. I don't like my boss. Okay, you child. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, well, you're you not put on like a huge boss. event, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Mike does you know, this huge event, and let's say, you know, whatever, that, that event cost X number of dollars, okay? But you know, the guy who gives you 30 grand or the guy that gives you 20 grand that's going to you know, sponsor that event and you get a handful of large sponsors, do you think those people aren't your boss? 100% those people are your boss. And those big clients that you collect, you know, say you own a car dealership and you've got you know, two or three channel accounts that you know, buy 100 cars you know, a year from you, that's your boss, right? And yeah, so entrepreneurs always have a boss. It's just who is that boss, right? Well, there's who's your boss and if, you're, if you have a real job, you have to save your money. You have to, to balance things, but that's just cash flow. Yeah. Cash flow in yourself. And people, what they want to do is they want to escape a life of responsibility. And then they think, oh, I'll just go be an entrepreneur somewhere. And you realize you have more responsibility as an entrepreneur than you have for a job. And this, is, and this piece is so interesting because Mike and I aren't trying to sell a course here. Yes. <laughs> so you're getting a piece of this that you're really not going to hear from virtually anybody else out there. Is, is we're not a guru selling, you know, a $5,000, $10,000 course. We're just telling you, hey, it's a freaking grind. And unless you're deeply, deeply passionate about it and you understand all those pitfalls of loneliness, not having money, you know, having to deal with, you know, regulations and regulators. And it's it, your own money too. Right. I remember I was up losing sleep because we had an event in New York. It was, uh, the event cost about a hundred grand to put on. Okay. And just through a number of things that I won't go into, it looked like the event wasn't going to happen 12 hours before it was supposed to happen. And so not only would you, when you're an entrepreneur, you lose your reputation because you become a flake or whatever. And I was going to lose 25 grand cash because it was catering. It was already paid. The other stuff was uh, right. been fine. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to lose. You wake up like I'm going to lose this $25,000 gone forever. Unrecoverable. Vaporized. That, that gives you a little bit of indigestion and, and people don't, ever want to talk about that is how how would you how would you feel knowing that you're taking all the risk and then when you wake up if it doesn't go right you just lost all the money right that, that's the entrepreneur that's the life it well and we all glamour. have that, all of us entrepreneurs have the shiny object syndrome too where we're wanting to you know try you know hey this looks very lucrative i'm going to go try this i mean i tried to get into the art business open up an art gallery uh, i don't know 10 years ago maybe even longer ago than that 12 years ago I think I lost a million dollars on on that um, right. on that business. 
So, you know, as a entrepreneur, you, that's another thing is, you know, you get drawn into these, hey, this guy over here is doing really well, you know, selling paint or something. I'm going to open up a paint store. And it just, it, you know, it, it's a peril of the business. And it's something that you have to watch out for when you're an entrepreneur. The good news is it's a tax loss, though. That there, there's a lot of pros to being self-employed and tax deductions and, and everything else. are, But nobody talks about the the stress of knowing if it fails you don't just lose a job and get unemployment right you have a real job you make right. a salary you have a 401k maybe you have employer match they're paying your social security taxes which most people don't know they see that that well like well i'm paying my social security no you're paying half of it your employer actually is paying the other half of the social security right. when you're self-employed you pay that full tax right up to about eighty-five thousand dollars yeah a, a year in earnings before that kicks out so. yeah yeah so you just you're showing up for a job, you get a paycheck every two weeks. It's very nice. You're saving your money. That's a good life. I don't know why people poop hot. Well, I, it's not it's not sexy, right? Yeah. I mean, if if you you know if you go down and you know you're however old you are and you go and get a job, you know, driving a UPS truck, but you're making seventy five yeah. grand a year and you're living in middle America. I mean, you're doing pretty well. You know, that's not going to work in Los Angeles, right? Um, but you know, I'm not going to work here in Napa Valley unless you know your spouse is doing the same thing, right? Um, but yeah, there's, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. And as a matter of fact, I, I, when I talk to really young folks that are like coming out of high school and cause I get a lot of these, these kind of people that reach out to me and I'm thinking about doing a, a YouTube cause I have, I have an 18 year old and I'm going to work with my 18 year old son. And one of the things I want to do is, is through kind of mentor him and show how he can become a millionaire without ever making, you know, a million dollars, but, but making wise investments. And that's part of it too, is you can, you can do really, really well in life and not get in the entrepreneurial game simply by, you know, purchasing a house and doing a house hack where you have a, you know, a granny unit out back and you rent that out. Right. Um, whether that be on Airbnb or whether that, or you buy a duplex and you rent out one side in Airbnb and then you live in the other side, you can do phenomenally well with that. And there's folks out there that, you know, make, $3,000 a month in surplus cash flow doing that plus pay their mortgage. Right. And so this is the kind of thing that I'm going to coach my son and I am going to track this and and post it and I think it'll be a really interesting, you know, life study if you will on mm-hmm. on how to take a young person and, you know, set them up, you know, to become very wealthy without, you know, beating their head against a wall in an entrepreneurial bent. So. Yeah, there's I think that's needed because I like to think of it in terms of if you want to be an entrepreneur, what would you do? And unless you have somebody backing you up, say get a job. Mm-hmm. Get a job, live with roommates, save your money, don't spend all your money on rent. Wall Street Playboy is one of my favorite accounts. Tweeted out, you know, most people are spending 40% on housing. And if you look at it, yeah, that's about right. You should spend 10% on housing. So if you're making 40 grand a year, you live with three or four other people. I don't want to have roommates, tough shit. You know, there, there's, there's right. this mindset, I don't want to. Fuck you. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have to do things every day you don't want to do. I've never in my life, you think if you start your own business, you're going to have freedom. I've never in my life had to do more things that I don't want to do than when you run your own business. So I don't want to live with roommates. Well, tough tough luck. You're going to have to do a lot of things like that. And then you would save your money through the years as you work and you invest intelligently and rationally and disciplined like that. And, And you probably get like a big hit. This is... I think about every, if you're smart, every 10 years, you'll get like a big hit. So for example, for most people, 
if they had paid attention to me, I don't give investment advice. But when Bitcoin was 500, I was saying, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do with their money, but I, I know Bitcoin will hit 10,000. Why did I know it? There's a number of factors for that. That was the first time where an ordinary person could have had a 20x gain. And even then, there were people buying Bitcoin at a dollar. Right. So if you're smart and you just keep your eyes open, then once every 10 years, you'll have a chance to maybe have a 20x or 100x thing. And then suddenly you're like, oh, you, you put in, you know, I know a lot of people, they put in five grand into Bitcoin when it was 500 bucks because mm -hmm. they had that money saved up. Sure. That ended up being 100,000. At peak levels, that was almost 200,000. Yeah, and part of that is, right. is being able to keep your, your cash gun loaded right. where you have cash available to jump on an opportunity when it presents itself. And that is true 100% of the time. You know, I, I always joke and say that the, you know, the opportunity of a lifetime comes along every week. There's always something, but selecting that right one where that big, big hit comes along and being able to take advantage of it. Because unfortunately, most people don't set aside cash for that and they're running on a razor's edge, you know, where they, they can't take advantage of that cash or, you know, take advantage of that opportunity because the cash isn't there. So. Well, yeah, there's a number of reasons too. Or they shoot, they, they try to take an opportunity for a lifetime every week or every day. Right. When instead you should say, I, I got this from a Warren Buffett lecture and it's made a lot of sense and guided my life, which is he would tell graduates at MBA school, okay, what if I gave you a ticket and you can only make 20 trades the rest of your life? And you, you know, you're 25 years old. So you can make 20 trades. That's that you can buy a stock, 20 that's it mm. how would you how would you approach investing and most people if they just thought okay this year so it's 2019 every year i kind of look for a unique opportunity and that's how i got into bitcoin when i did it that that was only once a year though so this right. year i've done nothing new last year i did events made a big bet on that you know what didn't pay off mm -hmm. it did well i i don't know maybe i didn't lose a ton of money i didn't lose my shirt or anything but that was my, my big bet. It's like, okay, we'll do events. Right. And then I found out, okay, there's a lot more to events than I realized. Do I really want to be a party planner? Okay, maybe not. But even though it didn't pay off, they turned in cigar nights and networking, and, and it's, all, it's, all, it's a net great thing. Right. But I didn't go into 2000, or what is it? This is 19. In 2018, I didn't think, okay, I'm going to do five different investments. I thought, okay, I'm going to go in really hard on events. And then, okay, now I realize rather than do, because big events are too much stress. If you're, so the New York event was 100 grand. The DC event is 50 grand. So if that's your own money, and then that's a lot of money. It's a money to risk, right? Yeah, yeah. And, so yeah. Do, and then I thought, so then I realized, okay, I'm actually not comfortable with risking $100,000 to put on an event. But I realized cigar nights are a lot of fun. So we, do, we were doing a monthly cigar night, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to bore the people to death, but... That was my bet, and not every bet is going to pay off the, may, the way you maybe think it is, or you learn about yourself in a process that you don't like. So I realized, okay, I don't put, you know, putting up with a partner so it's 50-50, but I, I don't really feel comfortable doing that, mm -hmm. especially because the ROI, which is another thing you start to look at, is the ROI on events isn't like 10x. So right. even if the event does well, maybe you double your money, maybe you triple it. So you're putting up a lot of money and you're taking a lot of risk for a, a maximum 3x upside. Yeah. So do you want to you risk that much money for a 3x upside? No, I'd rather risk that much money for well, a much bigger that, upside. Well, that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs you know, wrestle with is, is that return on investment, too. It's, it's tough you right. know, and, to, and to find the right place where you can get those, those larger returns. Yeah, so I remember in New York laying 
just felt sick to my stomach because I thought I was going to lose 25 grand or more, plus the reputational harm and everything like that. That's not fun. Well, yeah, that and sucks. Yeah, that waking, sucks. waking up at two in the morning, you yeah. know, wondering if you know you're going to be able to make payroll, make rent. Um, you're not going to get something repossessed. I mean, I've had all those things in years past that I've you know spent countless you know um, nights awake, and now you know where you know it might seem extravagant here and there in my lifestyle. I'm very you know conservative, and most the vast majority of my cash and my wealth is reinvested into you know, new real estate investments that are cash flowing. And for me, I, I just know real estate. It doesn't mean that, right. you know, Bitcoin or stocks or something else. But, you know, I only splurge on a small percentage of the income that I have. And that's probably just from getting punched in the face so many times. Right. All right, everyone. Thanks for watching. This is Mike and Mike, Mindset Squared. Where should they go to get more episodes? I would go to MindsetSquared.com. Um, we're available on all major platforms. And we'll probably, now that we're doing a, an event this weekend, um, you can you know, Google it or you'll, you'll find it on Mike's page, uh, Cernovich.com forward slash events. Uh, if, if you're in the area, uh, San Francisco Bay Area, and you'd like to come to the event, I think we have a handful of tickets still available. Uh, so we'd love to see you there um, for the event uh, tomorrow night here in Napa Valley.